Today is Monday, April 3rd, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This was the wildest news weekend since last weekend, and we can probably expect an even more unprecedented week ahead. Yet another one. Donald Trump is scheduled to be arraigned tomorrow afternoon at 2.15 p.m. in downtown Manhattan. According to the latest reporting, he plans to fly to New York from Florida tonight and stay at Trump Tower before voluntarily reporting to the courthouse tomorrow. He won't be handcuffed or put in a holding cell, but rather will be brought directly to the courtroom to be fingerprinted. It's unclear when the mugshot will be taken, though I would personally recommend savoring the few hours you have left before that image is everywhere and burned into your neural synapses for life. Regarding the specific charges against Trump, the indictment has not yet been unsealed, meaning that nobody has read it, despite how many unfounded opinions you may have already heard about the case. We do know, though, that there are reportedly around 30 charges, some of which are related to falsifying business records, including at least one felony offense. Good thing convicted felons are now allowed to vote in Florida. Am I right, Donald? We've also learned that the case will be overseen by Judge Juan Marchand. Marchand immigrated from Colombia, Trump's favorite, and was raised in Queens before being appointed to the bench by former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg in 2006. He has overseen other high-profile trials and very recently presided over the sentencing of Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg. As is standard with the court system, he was chosen randomly to oversee both the Weisselberg case and now Trump's by the same method that judges are always chosen to oversee cases. Now let's talk about Trump's reaction. He's already posted on his little social media account that Judge Marchand treated Alan Weisselberg, quote, viciously and hates him as well as falsely claimed that Marchand was handpicked by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. As for Bragg, Trump shockingly spent the weekend railing against him, his wife, and of course, the 92-year-old George Soros, who is guilty of being the only billionaire who dares not donate to Republicans. Not that Trump is hurting for donations right now. He's raised over $5 million since the grand jury voted to indict him on Thursday. His campaign, LOL, claims that over 25% of the donations came from first-time donors to him and that over 16,000 donors signed up in the first 24 hours to volunteer. The keywords here being his campaign claims. Now, in terms of indictment-adjacent events, Marjorie Taylor Greene announced that she will be going to New York to protest and called for supporters to join her. So far, no other Republican lawmakers have expressed any intent to do so, not even Boebert and Matt Gaetz. But the city is reportedly ramping up security in preparation. Trump also announced that he'll be making a speech from Mar-a-Lago tomorrow night following the arraignment. Must be nice to be so sure you'll be out on bail. The indictment isn't the only rough news that Trump is dealing with. The former Republican governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, announced yesterday that he will run in the 2024 Republican presidential primary. In his announcement, he specifically said that Trump should drop out of the race due to the indictment, calling the charges a distraction and saying that, quote, the office is more important than any individual person. Better grab that 1% and hold on to it for dear life, Asa. Over the weekend, a series of several tornadoes occurred across seven states in the South and Midwest, leading to at least 25 deaths reported so far. This burst of tornadoes came just a week after another tornado outbreak in Mississippi that killed at least 23 people. 
So far in 2023, there have already been 15 tornado emergencies, in comparison with last year when the first tornado emergency wasn't issued until April 5th. What would a Monday be without a headline on legislation in Florida? The supermajority in Florida state legislature has advanced a bill that will allow people to carry concealed firearms and weapons without permits, training, or background checks. This is a change from current law under which residents are required to clear a background check, complete firearms training, and pay a fee to apply for a concealed carry license. When Governor DeSantis signs this legislation, coming soon, this will make Florida the 26th state to allow permitless carry of concealed guns. Just when I thought they had maxed out on the crazy, they release a premium edition. For our last few stories, there are a ton of important headlines coming out of the court system. On Friday, a federal judge in Delaware denied Fox News' motion to dismiss the $1.6 billion defamation suit that was brought against them by Dominion Voting Systems. Not only that, but the judge's 81-page ruling has spared Dominion from having to prove when it goes to trial this month that Fox's baseless conspiracy theories about the election are false. As he wrote in his opinion that it is, quote, crystal clear that none of the statements relating to Dominion about the 2020 election are true. He emphasized the word crystal just like Annie James going up against Meredith Blake. Less than two months after the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, the DOJ has filed a civil lawsuit against railway company Norfolk Southern. At least 18 of the 38 cars that derailed in the accident were carrying hazardous materials, which the DOJ said could cause a number of dire ailments upon exposure, including risk of cancer, damage to organs and skin, and risks to fetal development. The suit is seeking penalties of just under $65,000 a day for every violation of the Clean Water Act, plus civil penalties of nearly $56,000 per day, in addition to paying for the full cost of the cleanup, which the EPA ultimately took control over. So far, the company has paid a whopping $27.9 million to the East Palestine community, which is not even three times as much as the CEO earned in 2022. He made $9.8 million last year, which equates to one day of 150 Clean Water Act violations. A federal judge in Texas has struck down a provision of the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, they are still working on that one. The ruling now puts free coverage of a wide range of preventative services in jeopardy, including contraception, cancer screenings like mammograms and colonoscopies, mental health screenings, and HIV drugs. This was not the first ruling by this particular judge who was appointed by George W. Bush and who has authored several opinions against Obamacare. His decision blocks enforcement of this provision nationwide, but the Biden administration is expected to appeal, and the case could ultimately reach the Supreme Court. Not the neighborhood you want to get lost in if you're free healthcare. And we, of course, could not start the week without discussing the most dire threat to America since the Chinese spy balloon. Drag shows. Just hours before it was supposed to go into effect, a federal judge in Tennessee has temporarily blocked the state's first-in-the-nation law which places strict limits on drag shows. The judge ruled on the grounds that the ban violates the First Amendment. Also, basic liberty, which I thought was a pretty prominent feature on most right-wing merch. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.